How you doing this morning, Heidi? I'm doing well. Yourselves? Good, good. Um, so, for starters, take us back uh, a little bit of your background and what the environment was like growing up. Uh, growing up, well, I moved 27 times, so I kind of lived all over the place. Uh, but I call home Halifax. Uh, hands down, I've had one role model my whole life. Uh, somebody that still to this day has a major impact on me, and that's my coach from high school. But Nancy Layton was my coach for every sport because I went to a private school in Montreal, we were smaller. And uh, she just sort of set us on the, she set us with a tone really early on. If we smoked, if we were drinking, if we were in any drugs, we were off the team, end of story. She just had a no tolerance. Now, we're going, we're going through high school, I'm sure that we strayed somewhere in there, yeah. but uh, the reality is, is, you know, no, we kind of kept pretty true to everything she wanted because she was really clear about what she expected from us and she explained and put connections together for us about what that meant and where we would go. Um, and I just never wanted to disappoint her. You know, I was really proud of being on the team, um, whether it was basketball, whether it was volleyball, um, whether we were doing track, badminton. And so I had a formed a commitment with her. Okay. So what, what other life skills did you learn from her being your coach, maybe like accountability or um, teamwork, things like that, that you still might have used in other areas of your life? Well, I think combined um, with my parents, um, who are both high achievers, Miss mm -hmm. um, Layton sent, set the tone for, you know, if you want something, you got to work hard. You know, today I understand being sort of an academic and professional uh, in the corporate world that commitment comes in a lot of different forms, and I call it grit, because that's what we're kind of seeing now from Angela Duckworth. But, you know, way back when, uh, you know, when I was in high school in Montreal, she taught me that, you know, hard work is what's going to get us to the championship. Teamwork's what's going to get us to the championship. And if we don't all work together, it's not going to happen. And these things, you know, things that we all kind of understand and you hear. But there's days when she would want us to run up Mount Royal, you know, and it's 7 o'clock in the morning, and it's cold in Montreal. And, <laughs> you know, and I didn't want to go, right? But then there's some other teammate who's, you know, gung-ho that morning and they're going and, well, I don't like to be left behind. So there it is, you know, there's that perseverance that comes out because you want to give back to the team. Giving back to the team is a really important aspect um, of it and committing to my team members and I would never let anybody down, never. Uh, I will never be that person ever in my life letting somebody down. Um, that being said, you know, I've been taught some other goals along about how to kind of achieve goals. It's not just about grit. Mm -hmm. So another area for me is connection. Uh, when I set goals um, or when I talk back, you know, I look back at you know, Nancy's uh, experience or I look at my father's or my mother's, um, I have to have a connection to it. And that connection has to be tied back into my values for it to really work. And so if that goal is going to go against my values, that goal is not going to happen. Because eventually, even if somebody's putting you know, tons of money in front of it, or you know, or you're going to achieve this, if it goes against my values, somewhere along the line, my little ethical meter is going to go, hello, this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like an internal challenge to myself. So it, it really, you can put everything you want in front of it, but if it doesn't align to your values, you're probably going to, depending on who you are, stop. Um, and the last area that I kind of, that I've been taught over the years is conflicts. So a lot of times we set a goal, but we don't really think about where we're going to self-sabotage ourselves. You know, is there something else in our lives that we have set up that is actually in conflict with that goal? And at that point in time, you're going to have to make a choice. 
and really get, again it comes back probably to those values um, or where your priorities are so if you don't really think about your goal and where the potential saboteurs are to that or conflicts um, then I don't think you've done the due diligence to really think about whether this is achievable okay and so what has been your process to achieving your goals and can you take us back to times where you had to go through maybe learning experiences in that process and developing that process? So it is the three C's. It mm -hmm. is easy. It's connection, commitment, and um, conflicts. Right. So conflict evaluation, conflict. connection, commitment, and conflict evaluation. Um, that being said, con commitment is a big term, right? So mm -hmm. you know, it's grit. I think is a nice replacement. Yeah, I like that. Right, grit, um, hard work, and perseverance over long periods of time. I'm doing my PhD right now. I'm in my eighth year. Got to get her done. Yeah. Right. It's in positive leadership. Um, the connection for me in that one is I learned. I've learned over the years. I've seen amazing leaders again. You know, Nancy, my dad, my mother, um, but I've also seen not so great leaders along the way, and so I have a connection to wanting to finish that because I've seen the impact of great leaders, positive leaders, and I've seen the impact of really negative leaders on people. So I want to make sure I deliver on that so that I can give back. Um, to all the great leaders who have influenced me and helped me. Um, and I'd love, I love, I don't believe in revenge. So for me, it would be giving the information back to the people who were negative in my life. Maybe they'll make a positive change and then not do that to somebody else. So in terms of, and just bringing it back, because I know you, you spoke you know, about different interactions from your past mm -hmm. as, as a professional and, and different conversations that you had, I know, with your father as well. And so in terms of, aligning your values and your goals because I know when we spoke last time you said it's easy to set goals but most people or a lot of people set the wrong ones mm -hmm. so in terms of setting it so that it is in alignment with your values and, and so it doesn't kind of compete with you at, at its core how would you go about doing that um, well I'll give how about I give you a couple of examples of things that have really stuck with me over the years um, funny enough they're both my father because uh, my father's an amazing man he's done so much in his life um, but he's a great dad and so I, but he's my mentor he's my advisor and so a couple times in my life even you know, in my 30s or something I remember I was working with a, a really amazing uh, vice president at Xerox and um, I got a little a little confident overconfident myself one day and sort of took him on head-on and said a couple things and I, that didn't thrill him and so I went home that day and uh, I was talking to my dad and I hold my ground and stuff like that. He says, well, princess, he says, you messed up. He says, so tomorrow, he says, put your tail between your legs, walk in, apologize, take your lickings, and then keep going. You just learned a big lesson. And, you know, that's hard to do for some folks, but I realized, you know what? I did overstep my boundaries that day, and it's okay to be wrong. And so I went back in the next day. I respect this particular vice president who's moved on to do amazing things. I've heard he's just over in Europe now. With Xerox and uh, I did I apologized put that tail between my legs expected to take a few kind of shots took them and uh, I would work for him any day of the week ever you know if I was going back into that world so you know that sometimes you just have to you know he, he's helped me a great deal in my career but sometimes you make mistakes and when you do you have to be accountable for them and I think that's helped me in my goals as well is knowing when you make a mistake to just step up, just accept it. And you're not gonna love it, um, but boy, are you ever gonna grow from it. Um, the other one, again, my father, wise man, um, 
when I was, uh, I don't know, my early 20s, and I've learned now, I study a lot about adolescent and into the, the so that early 20s uh, brain development and some, you know, prefrontal cortex development and stuff. And I remember him saying to me one day, and boy, this, this one, it hurt, but it, it stuck. Um, he turned to me one day and he says, you know, he says, I love you. He says, but I don't actually like you right now. And it was because the behaviors I was doing at that time were very selfish. You know, I'd kind of let, I had probably not let somebody down at the time, but really kind of just sort of cast somebody aside for, because it wasn't in my interest at that point. And that's not my family values. My family values are about helping people. And so he was quick to, in a very kind way, but direct, let me know, well, I don't actually like you right now. And that does not leave you when you have somebody say that. But he did remind me that he loved me and that he would always love me. So that care was there. So he taught me about accountability and that you have to, you really, you know, with all people, kindness is an amazing tool. Kindness is important. So accountability, kindness, all those things. Um, would you be able to share your thoughts on mental health and the importance of raising awareness? The, you know, we hear, there's great videos going out right now about be kind. So you just heard me mm -hmm. kind of mention that my family's always told me to be kind. Um, sometimes you have to, you're in a situation where you don't like something that's going on, but how you handle that situation becomes important. And I have made a ton of mistakes and that's what I've learned from. So I've, I'm one very competitive person but with myself. And so when something stands in my way, there's a lot of different you know, ways to, to approach it. So at one point in my career, I used to sort of knock things down and then worry about it later. Later on, I kind of learned, well, you can kind of dodge things a little bit. And then eventually I learned, why don't you actually include it? Include it as part of your, your process and recognize what the other person is going through. Um, so as much as I can, I try to understand the other person's perspective. Bringing that back to mental health, a lot of people don't understand when someone, you know, when someone gets angry, let's say it's on the football field, right? Somebody gets really angry, somebody says they've just got a bad attitude. Maybe not. Maybe they're struggling with something and that it's coming out as anger. You know, somebody goes and starts to not hang out with you as much. Is that a sign that they don't like you or maybe they're caving in and they're starting to go and, and, and retreat from, from social life? Those are signals that we have to watch, and I think Bell Let's Talk is amazing because people are starting to talk about when they lost their temper, you know, when they started to recluse, when they did damage to somebody, and they're letting you know, I, I was in trouble. So as opposed to kind of pushing those aside and seeing them as comp or things that are, um, I don't understand or I don't like and they're not going to work for me, maybe turning around and saying, let me just take a let me just walk over to the other side and see if I can stand in their shoes for a minute and see if I understand. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah, but important. Very important. Important skill, empathy, right? Empathy and uh, and trying to see things from the other, like the other complete side of, let's say, a continuum. Walk all the way over as uncomfortable it is. Turn around and have a look and see if things look a little different. I think it'll make you a bit of a different person. Great. So, kind of going back to your story. What has been, would you say, your biggest setback? And if, you, and if you'd like to, how did you get through it? And when did you realize that you had overcome that obstacle? Um, there's probably a couple, uh, a couple of kind of pivotal moments that are a little different. Um, I've had a lot of setbacks. That's life, mm -hmm. right? Financial ones, all that. But you can overcome those things eventually. Like those are things, I think financial stuff 
can be really a big deal, but it, you can get over it. But it's um, things where you, again, where, where my ethics are challenged, that are really, when somebody kind of says, um, calls me out for something that I know isn't true, I find that was really hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. And the biggest one for me uh, was earlier, it was at one point in my career when somebody challenged me um, quite, you know, quite strongly and I w had to check in and they, one of the things they said was, you know, your worst attribute is training people. Like that's the thing you're the worst at. Which for some that know me today, it's kind of ironic because it's probably my strength area. And um, I knew it was my strength area. And here I was being called out uh, in, you know, in the world saying that that was my weakest area. And so it made me really think about how am I presenting myself to people? Because I know that that's a good thing, but why is it that they don't understand that? And it was a really big learning, like it really hurt. Um, and again, you can hear hurt a few times. It really went to the core because everything I believed about myself, someone else was telling me I wasn't. And mm -hmm. wasn't even just telling me I wasn't, but it was telling me that that was my least, my, my biggest weakness or my least strength. So they're kind of attacking your identity, per se? Was that part of your identity? They're attacking who I am yeah. as a core. Um, so I had to do a lot of self-reflection on that because there's a 360 tool used on that and everything. And that's when I started to really want to understand how measurements are used. And people who know me know that I'm really, I, I get almost get, um, I go really, really deep into the, the measurements to understand what are those measurements going to do? Because when you give feedback to somebody, and you haven't done the due diligence to make sure your tool works, you can, you can almost destroy a person or destroy their confidence. So I've really focused, especially turning over into the academic world, on making sure people use tools that are going to do what they are expected to do, right? what they say they're going to do. Because if you give the wrong feedback and that tool was inaccurate, the way they had put it together was not done with uh, validity, statistics world or reliability so now I really emphasize that if you're gonna give feedback to somebody be sure the tool you use works um, yeah that was devastating for me it was devastating um, you know it had a lot of impacts to it mm -hmm. um, so that was one the other one that's really hit home is um, if you've ever stared uh, hope hopelessness or depression major depression or um, somebody who's suicidal in the eye it's uh, incredibly uh, enlightening to how little control you have. And the only thing you can do is listen. That's your best tool. The power of just listening and watching and observing that person. Because you, whether you can help them or not is gonna depend a lot on whether you understand where they are. And so I think that kind of hits on the head of, you know, we talked a lot about self-awareness um, in a lot of the conversations that we've had. And I think whether it's incorporating that with communicating with other people, um, dealing with the mental health issues that are very real, it still works, you know, when you're trying to match your values up with goal setting. So in terms of being self-aware to set yourself up so you can be proactive in a, in a conscious way, how would you go about doing that? Because obviously, to interact with other people, you have to control yourself, um, which is hard. Whether it's you know, and, and you don't always have control of those situations. So, you know, dealing with emotion and dealing with obviously other people. How how would you say that you know, you become self-aware? You can kind of 
begin to take steps to be more self-aware? Uh, yeah, there are certainly, I mean, emotional intelligence is an amazing um, process that you can look at and it has four part four, depending on which model you look at it. It, it talks about being self-aware and then self-management. I think self-management is really important. And then it says, now let's go see how good you are at seeing other people and then managing those relationships. Those two first parts of being self-aware and then self-management are, are so critical. Um, I think coming back to my comment about I have some principles by which I live. One is I, I do try to listen. I really do try to listen. And every once in a while, I'm in a hurry. Mm -hmm. And when I'm in a hurry and there's time pressures, I think that's when I listen the least. Or I'm listening, but it's kind of like when you see people on the phone, you know, on a phone and they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, just a second, yeah, just a yeah. second. You're not listening. You really aren't. You're multitasking, which is an amazing skill as well, but you're not really listening. You've got to sit down and actually look at the person and try to understand and again, come over into, go walk down that path to the other side. So that's one thing I try and do uh, is listen um, but the other thing is I have to recognize that if I'm too busy, I'm going to make mistakes and I've got to watch for prioritizing things. So I think the biggest thing I've learned even in the last couple of years is, um, you have to say no, you gotta be able to say no and you know, or, or say later, like if you can wait for me, I can do that, but I can't do it right now. Um, so those are important things for how I've looked at achieving my goals. You've got to set things aside sometimes and just be not be afraid to say no. Okay. So what would you say, uh, you kind of touched on your values and things like that, so what would you say if you could sum up your approach or your perspective on life into one sentence, what would it be? Oh, surround yourself with amazing people. Like just put it out there that, you know, know that you're a good person. Like if you, if you do, if you're kind and if you respect differences, and that you're uh, open to knowing that you're gonna make mistakes. I think you're gonna surround yourself with amazing people. I do, I have them all around me right now, <laughs> right? And all over the place. Um, I have amazing kids, I have amazing family. So I have all these different parts and I think that that's what makes me be able to continue to do the leadership development work that I do is because people kind of come in that uh, recognize that it's a very open environment and they can self-explore. Um, but there's kindness all over the place. But there's goals. We're going to get to those goals and competition. There's nothing wrong with competition. It's just it's better to be competitive against yourself than it is to be want someone else to fail. Mm -hmm. it, I'd rather see someone else succeed and push me hard than someone else fail. What do you hope people can take away from your story? Uh, be yourself um, and you know, recognize where your strengths are. You know, me and who I am, that's because I have different experiences over my life. Nobody needs to take the same journey as me. So you can learn through the, you know, the model that I have around leadership, which is sort of the self-exploration and creating resiliency and everything, but do it your own way. Don't do it the way I do it. That, that works for me. That's the most important thing. Do it your own way because you're all talented. We're all talented. And then make sure you take it to the next level and you know, the next person coming up through whether it's a youth or whether it's somebody that you meet along the way don't stop with just you make sure you're making the path of the people. Heidi Biden and this is my voice.